If you want to stack the deck, it feels like you're cheating, it works quite well, is to include the people that you want to connect with in the creation process. Yeah. It's called zero waste marketing. It, you, it doesn't matter how much traffic you get because uh, even before the thing is live, you've already met the goal of using your content to network with a high value right. audience. Andy Crestadina is the CEO and co-founder of Orbit Media Studios. And you guys are an award-winning digital agency in Chicago. We are, we're focused on the website. I'm technically not, I'm the CMO. I have a CEO CMO. who's a business pro and I'm not really a business pro. I'm we'll a change that E to an M. We'll use uh, some AI for that. <laughs> it'll, it'll yeah, auto editing for that. It's, um, but yes, we're a digital agency, but we're focused on the website. So we do web development and website optimization. Yeah. Website optimization is a combination of search optimization and conversion optimization. So it's, a, it's both the cheese and the mousetrap. It's got to attract qualified visitors and get them to take an action. And uh, this is year 22. I'm wow. like you. I've lived in this neighborhood a long time. Uh, our first office was in my second bedroom, which was two blocks that way. How long were you in the bedroom before you moved out to the bigger uh, bedroom? About a year and a half. Okay. And then we moved oh, behind um, into a building, our same landlord, behind Trader Joe's, one of the Ravens. Uh, sure. On Ravenswood Avenue. We've been on Ravenswood Avenue forever. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, was, you're just down the street. We're neighbors here. So we're neighbors. I was like, hey, you should stop on by yeah, on your way, way to work. Here. Yeah. Um, and we both studied at the University of Iowa. We did. But you studied, I, I went to school for film, and that makes sense that makes sense. I'm here making videos mm -hmm. for our clients. But you studied Asian language and literature. I'm not using my degree. No, you're no. not even close. Are you? No. Well, I, I mean, lang Mandarin. language and I feel like there's maybe some commonalities there, maybe. No, uh, not so much. I mean, generally, liberal arts is a good background for all kinds of uh, you know, communication type sure, yeah. categories. I don't know. I mean, you I'm learned not using how to Chinese. Learn. Yeah. What, what it, like, why did you study? Why did you focus on Asian uh, uh, Mandarin was, they said it was going to be like the thing of the future. And this was in mm. 1992. So You are a futuristic guy. <laughs> I just Always didn't know what ahead. else to study. Uh, I had um, uh, fun teachers. I decided I didn't have another plan. I just decided to make that my degree. I was going to be, actually there is quite, there is something very relevant. So uh, without any better idea, I decided I was going to be a teacher, mm. okay. a foreign language teacher. And there were two places in Iowa where we could do that. Cedar Rapids and Des Moines. And Des Moines. And I decided not to not to work in a Des Moines high school. Okay. Uh, so instead, I traveled, uh, finished learning Chinese, came back, got a job downtown, uh, wanted to do something creative. Started, a, you know, joined my friend who was already building websites. Started Orbit Media in two thousand one, and uh, never looked back. But uh, uh, the teaching thing is what I do all the time now. It really yeah, is a full circle story. Yeah. yeah, I'm constantly giving presentations and webinars, and I'm speaking at conferences or writing. A lot of my content's like. Curriculum development, like I learned in college, like right. you're, like there's a learning objective. Like um, you mentioned, the detail of our content it really has a lot to do with that. Yeah, if you want the reader to come away with specific skills, you need to sort of give almost prescriptive, like step by step, right. like processes. Yeah, well, I think there's a different. Like I mean, we're you know we're both in the content marketing world in mm -hmm. some way, uh, and there's a difference between. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot sure. of people just like churning and burning. Oh, yeah. and the, really, the goal is just to attract eyeballs. And I understand that. Like you're, you're trying to help a business be successful. Mm -hmm. But it, it really seems like you're invested in actually teaching something to somebody. Like for somebody to walk away with like, when they read this article, they're going to learn something. Because the articles and the things that you guys put out are really in depth. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be top of mind for what you do, with 
a thousand marketing decision makers, then you have to do something that's memorable. Right. Uh, if you want to be, if you want to get word of mouth, and you want to have other people say that's the post you have to read, or this is, we should add this to our process. You have to do something that's in depth. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, it, or at least that's one good strategy. There are other strategies. Yeah, a lot of content marketing feels like an act of faith. It's a very, it's it, it has lots of powerful but indirect benefits. Right. It's not fast. Right. <laughs> it's hard to uh, today. If you're starting a new content strategy, you should probably just choose a very narrow niche. Yeah. Niche way down, you're going to grow faster, which is counterintuitive, and people sometimes don't understand, but. Uh, it'd be a difficult time to launch a content strategy like ours, which is like digital marketing tips or you know, content strategy, analytics, and web design. I could, I'd probably need to have uh, a more more specific topics. Yeah. Um, to grow faster these days because it's just so competitive. So that's one of the things about you is so you've been at it for 22 years or however long. Uh, and you've been building this sort of web of content out in the world, and mm -hmm. people that and that worked. Does that still work? Like, I understand what you're saying is that you have yeah. to change, you have to niche down, but like, we can't just like write articles like we used to <laughs> and expect people to find us um, like we used to, yeah. right? Well, it, it there are still like new continents sort of discovered. Is almost how I think about it uh, all the time. Like I don't use it at all, but when TikTok came out, the early people to that have massive audiences now. Yeah, um, sure. When LinkedIn newsletters came out, I was a little bit early to that and built a quite a large subscriber base of a LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, the topic of AI is new. Yeah. So people that are earlier to go in and do a bunch of research and try mm -hmm. different things and make you know videos and step-by-step -step articles that show use cases and you know very detailed, like those are getting great traction. Right. There's always going to be another topic. There's always going to be another channel. But really, to I mean, if I was going to recommend a content strategy, I would really encourage people to consider focusing on the bottom of the funnel, creating content specifically for their current prospects, doing account-based marketing, making something that's for like people that you know you can help and sure. do well for, and then sort of sending it to them directly or inviting them to help you with the content. Right. I mean, if you want to stack the deck, it feels like you're cheating, it works quite well, is to include the people that you want to connect with in the creation process. Yeah. It's called zero-waste marketing. It, you, it doesn't matter how much traffic you get because uh, even before the thing is live, you've already met the goal of using your content to network with a high value right. audience or with a with a potential prospect or a cold lead or some influencer or editor that you want to collaborate with someday. It's like if you make a thing and post it and then hope that the people, you know, the right people will see it, you're a little bit late. So uh, if you look at what we do, we basically never post anything without at least one contributor quote from somebody. Mm. I do not write articles without adding a contributor quote from an influencer. As so. you experience all the time, what are we doing here? This is like an influencer marketing strategy or a collaborative right. content format. I mean, how often do people decline to sit in this chair? Very few. I'm sure yeah. hardly any, but why would they? This is awesome. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. I'm yeah. th thanks for um, the invite. I'm glad that you said yes. Let's talk about SEO versus social. But I, but I think it's a little bit blurrier than people really think it is when they like dive deep. They kind of treat SEO yeah. the same way that they treat social. What are you finding with that issue? Is that the same issue? You, and that's, Is that why you wrote the article, I'm assuming? Well, I, I, love the, uh, I love the differences. I love that kind of dichotomy, the thinking. And I knew that you know, people like that when you say like there's two kinds of X. Right. Anytime you're saying that there's two, there's two kinds of X, you're probably on, onto something or maybe a good headline. Um, but really, I do believe that there are sort of 
that articles have uh, a natural advantage in search or in social. And I can written articles, like just a, yeah, a, a traditional article. article. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, any piece of content potentially. Okay. I mean, a video could have an advantage in in YouTube SEO sure. or in you know um, you know TikTok video because there are uh, they have very different needs for the person who uses those channels. Right. Uh, people in search are busy, and people in social are bored. So your job mm. in search is to meet people's expectations. Your job in social media is to be a little bit unexpected. They're not just different channels, they're opposite channels. Mm. So if you write something that has kind of a provocative or emotional headline, something unexpected, nobody's looking for something unexpected, right? They're, right. they're, they're, they're in a stream and they'll stop and slow down and tap uh, something unexpected. That's gonna work in social. But if your long form stuff answers questions, you know, detailed like processes, right. like you know, uh, satisfies information needs, that's gonna work in search. Right. So there are things that have an amazing advantage in one and not the other. So it's your job as a content strategist to consider the topic and ask where this will have a natural advantage in promotion. Again, you're, you're waited too long if you just make the thing and then wonder where it's going to work or make the thing and think it's gonna perform equally everywhere. That never happens. Yeah. Are you still finding though that people do that a lot? They make the thing and then they put it everywhere and then they're like, why isn't it working? Well, again, back to our blogger survey, I mean, everybody, almost, it's like 95% of bloggers promote, promote their content on social media because it's low cost, it's fast, sure. you can just it's one instant. click, to, yeah. I mean, sometimes, but uh, that's not a good way to do social promotion, by the way, I would do much better, I'd use video if you're serious about promoting something, put a bigger effort into it. But no, I think it's true, too many content marketers uh, don't consider promotion during the creation process. Don't make anything without a plan to promote it. While you're making it, think about who could contribute to it? Where could it be um, shared? Uh, what might people, people searching for what might want to find this? Uh, there's, you know, should I even write a new thing? Is there, is my topic lend itself better to updating an older piece of content? That's mm -hmm. even better, by the way, especially right. for search. Don't write something new if you have the opportunity to update something old. You'll always get better results from that. Almost a third of my content now is just rewrites of old articles. Really? You're basically updating the content within the article. You're not changing the URL, but you are then resending it out to the world again. Treat you're, it like it's you're new. promoting it yep. again. Yeah. Put it back in social rotation, send it again as an email, collaborate, yeah. you know. What I'm describing is actually only one of the many content strategies. This is Evergreen. In Evergreen content strategy, uh, you don't really have a date on the blog. Right. I don't recommend putting dates on yeah, blogs. People are, oh, that's 2019. That's so 2019. It ages your content 2023 faster. 2023 is the yeah. year we're in now. If you land on a page and it says 2019, are you likely to stay? I'm constantly being like, eh. I know. This is, and not, readers this is probably out, outdated. Yep. And that tip is hated by readers. Nobody likes when I tell it, when I say that. Yeah. Take the date off your blog. Yeah. Um, but if you commit to keeping your content up to date and your content strategies are publish evergreen stuff, and I'm talking to you as a marketer and I'm not sure. advocating for readers here, I want to help people get better results. Yeah. Have you written a book? I did. When did you release it? Uh, the book has been rewritten six times. Has it really? Version six. I have to keep rewriting it. It's the same strategy. I'm never going to write a different book. I'm What's the name of the book? Content Chemistry. Okay. And is it all about the stuff we're talking about, content marketing? It's all of it combined. Yeah. yeah. It's all of the best articles rewritten for that long format. It's like a textbook. Back to teaching. I use it. I teach at several universities and I use yeah. it as a textbook. You being the CMO of a pretty successful company. I mean, you have what? How many people? 50. 50. Okay. Um, that sounds like a full-time job, what you're doing, like the content yeah. marketer, 
CMO all, all wrapped in one. I mean, is that, how much percentage oh. of your job is making content, teaching it, speaking it, I'm a bad person. Podcasting yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I have, I'm, I'm overbooked. I've got little kids we were talking about. Yeah. I was gonna, my next question was, what do you do <laughs> when you're not uh, churning out a million uh, articles a week? Well, I, so for starters, I only write one article every two weeks. Okay. That my well, frequency I mean, has never been higher than that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, that's the same strategy, fewer but deeper. Sure, yeah. So that's, that's one, one approach. Uh, I don't really write during the day. I have, um, uh, I work late at night and early in the morning when children are sleeping. Uh, I work on weekends. Uh, I'm not, I haven't really figured out a work-life balance thing very well. I work about 55 hours a week right now. Mm. Um, that's but, not uh, like 70 hours a week, but that's still yeah. more than 40. It's, it's, it's I, a, that's a decent it feels amount. high to yeah. me, but that's not, but, but there's lots of people who work way, way more than that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But how, what about you? How many do, hours a week do I work? Yeah. Gosh, you think I would like, you know, you're so good with data and tracking things and measuring things, which is really important when it comes to content marketing and being successful. I don't track a lot of things with my personal life, I don't think, but I definitely, I'd say I'm close to, to the, I'd, I'd guess 55. Like 50, yeah. I guess, I guess that. I, we I do mean, have a, I have a 10 month old. Wow. There um, you go. So, but I, I do the same thing. And I think a lot of people like, especially like chief marketing officer people, like they, they know the whole, like if they're working and they have kids, it's, you know, they've got the first shift mm -hmm. and then there's the, there's the home time and then there's the second shift. Mm -hmm. And that's a common thing. And that's what I, I do a lot of the second shift where I, I got to do Not a weird. lot of this other business, yep. business stuff. I can respect that. That's, uh, mm -hmm. we've, uh, we've been there and I think that's a common story and, um, nothing against the people that have a better, a better balance in their lives. And no, nothing against them I don't want my team to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a, that's another thing is too, is like, yeah, you you have a certain expectation of yourself and right. things you've decided are, are, I'm okay with this. Yeah. And I know that this is going to lead to better things. I've decided yeah. that this is what I'm going to do with my time. And, but I don't know, I don't really know many entrepreneurs who are successful, who don't work well, a decent amount of, of hours. I mean, 22 I years, I should probably <laughs> have gotten into a place where you haven't dialed that in. Yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, you must like what you're doing. Enough to do. keep doing it for this long. I mean, because I think part of this game as an entrepreneur is like is the is like the the fuel, the passion, and the tank. Like mm -hmm. you definitely have to be doing something you like to get up every day or to stay up late or to like I'm exhausted and I just played with the kids and I just yeah. fed them and did whatever and now I'm gonna go do this other thing that I did for a bunch of hours before that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every day is different. It, sure. It's a great lifestyle for certain personality types. You know, it's, uh, some, if you're not annoyed by disruption, because I remember last year, it was like, Google Analytics 4, you've got to learn it. It's a new thing. Like, okay, here we go. I'll do 100 <laughs> hours of research on this and update all of my stuff and figure out how to answer yeah. every question and like work with all my clients on that. I do hours a day of analytics just with clients. Like I have to review every website with each client after it's live. Um, and then AI comes along and like, you Changes. are either, yeah. So. It's like a strong wind is blowing. I'm going to set the sail and just see if, you know, go in that direction or else I'll, yeah. you know, I'll miss it. You said sailing as an analogy. You know, Damien is a, a sailor. <laughs> he just raced last weekend and, well, they were in, they, you were in like second place for a long time. Third place. Yeah, third place, yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. We, we didn't finish in third, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. 
<laughs> in the book, I use this metaphor. Uh, it's like a email and social media are like rowing a boat. They're activity based, mm. but SEO is like sailing. You can, yeah. you know, you're, it's like every page is the can that has a chance to catch traffic, like a sail catches wind. And then the motor boat, that's just advertising. Mm. You want to put some resources Speed into this. Boat. Yeah, just put some, you know, put some cash into the into the thing, and it'll go. Yeah. But um, uh, the organic content marketing, content strategy type people, it really just sort of does feel like sailing. Interesting. And then fishing with a net because you're going to get a lot of inquiries from people that you don't totally. <laughs> you can't sell to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I feel like a sailor with a net instead <laughs> of I know lots of people who grow much faster. They're on a motorboat with a yeah. spear and they go right after the client. So why didn't you do the why didn't you get that spear out and catch some um, of those big old sharks? I do some of that now, actually. I do okay. account-based marketing. Okay. Um, so if you do like, um, it's like AI for blah, blah, blah. Uh, now I'm doing like AI for banks. And mm. I produce like a piece of research on how AI can work for banks. Like and, verticals. Yeah, in the vertical. And then go through your network and invite specific people. They're decision makers. They have sufficient budget. You know, they're they're... Relevant, you know, they're already connected with them. They're first through connections and invite them to, to join yeah. the webinar. If they can't make it, sign up, you'll get the recording or send someone from sure. your team. Sure. And then even if you do a webinar with like um, 20 people, that's amazing yeah. because they're all qualified. Account-based marketing is one of the very few shortcuts. It works quite well. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about account-based content marketing. Yeah. Account-based marketing often means like this like technology-based thing. I'm not doing it all. Right. But, but creating if, content for specific specific people that you've already met, you've already qualified, and that might be interested in buying or learning mm-hmm. more. And inviting them to it. Right. And then uh, the follow-up is interesting because you can give a webinar and afterwards say like, I will happily spend an hour with any of you who would like to do this specifically with their analytics or with their prompts or with their audience. Right. And... Um, you can't say that on a normal webinar. No. <laughs> you can't do that. No, uh, you can't. You can't. Everybody's like, yep, sign me up. Where's right. the sign up sheet? I've yeah. got 100 people now. i got 100 yep. hours. <laughs> With randoms all Not going to work. Well, so we're talking a lot about SEO, but um, when I think about SEO versus social, um, if like I, my idea of those two is like SEO is this sort of like thing that people aren't really like talking as much about. It used to be a bigger deal. And, mm-hmm. and now I, I understand that you have to use it, obviously, mm-hmm. but social is like cool and like that's what everybody talks about in like the marketing world. And we're having a lot of conversations, a lot more conversations around that, around content marketing. Mm-hmm. Is that the case or like what's kind of the mix between the two and how do you approach that conversation? Well, it's the, the audience channel fit. So uh, we did a website for uh, like a pest extermination company they need SEO. Mm. There's no way to target people who have bed bugs in Facebook. Like there's just, that could be anybody. There's yeah. no way to do that. Like in, yeah, people in, are going to be, that's how they, yeah. they get found is they have to be searched for. Someone has to go look. Yeah. So in, in search, you, it, this is the ad side, the paid side. In search, you target people based on what they're thinking, but you know nothing about who they are. Mm. In social, you target people based on who they are, but you know nothing about what they're thinking. Right. Totally Why is that? Wait, break that? Take that a step further here. Well, in search, the person typed what they want in a box. Their fingers are on a keyboard yeah. and they're going to see things based on a topic. Right. Anybody makes... could search for that topic. You don't know who they are. Everyone, yeah. you know, if you search for Chicago, you know, plumber, you don't know the audience. You just know people who need that thing. Yep. In social media, you can target people based on geography and their interests and all these demographics and you can target a certain person, mm-hmm. but you don't know if they need a plumber today. Right. So... Search is good. There's a business, I know a woman who makes, a, it's like a, an exercise bike under your desk. 
it's just like a little pedal thing that you that's hard to pedal under your desk. It's like an exercise. You're thing. working out while you're typing. Yeah. But can you can you tell? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Can people tell when? <laughs> but but what is that called? Search will never work for her. Right. There's yeah. no keyword opportunity. But social is perfect. It's like a discovery thing, right? You like you discover the product. Like oh, yeah. that sounds cool. So there's certain things like exterminators search under desk. Under desk pedaler, pedaler exercise. Pedal, yeah, exercise pedal thing, social. Yeah. So it's really, you can look at a business and know if that's going to work in search or social. It's just different intent, different mindset, different targeting, uh, different success factors, different measurement, different. It's, they're, understanding this is like, it's a, it's a key to being a good content strategist. Yeah. For sure. Well, what do you think we should do if it's a video storytelling company that does content strategy mm -hmm. and we do the whole creation process, but we also do some other things too? Yeah. Well, we I do? would, uh, so YouTube is a, a discovery. It's like a, it's like it's a our search, search engine. engine. Yep. Yeah. So I would do things that align with a keyword on, on, on YouTube. So uh, a little bit of keyword research will show you, even in just YouTube search box, right? You start typing and yeah. you can see if you it's can success see what it is. Yeah. yeah. So make content there that aligns with what people are looking for. Yep. And then in social, probably short form, probably provocative, probably more cuts, probably something funny or entertaining or something with a, a headline that nobody was expecting. You can't rank for something no one is searching. For. I mean, so so I, I would like I would actually say the quote you just strategies. gave is the quote is the clip the social clip we'll use. <laughs> it's <laughs> gonna be work. very meta. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll work. I, I love it. We'll see for social. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Okay, so, this, so those are some of the differences. One of the other differences that you wrote about with social versus SEO is that people browse, people buy on SEO, people browse mm. on social. Do you, and so they're not buying on social, but do you, young people seem to start buying on social now. There's like a whole different kind of Gen Z thing happening where it's like, yeah, they're just on social and they're buying stuff. Well, there are... Uh, there are research-based buying decisions where people do a lot of a lot of reading and and, and searching. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about B two B, if you're talking about enterprise, if you're talking about multiple decision makers and long sales cycles and people who buy services like yours and mine, they're not going to just add to cart. You know, it's like a consultative thing. Right. So search <laughs> is a good way. You know, the, the person yeah. who needs what you do is going to consider for many options, and they want to look closely. They want to read an about us page, and they want to see where you are, and they want to look at ten samples. Uh, there is, there's definitely buying that happens on social media. Uh, it wasn't very successful, but Facebook tried to make a marketplace. Yeah, I don't even use Facebook, and I'm not like a, I don't use TikTok. I'm a bad person to ask about B to C. B to C. Some of those things work well. It's like, um, you know, you're scrolling through, and there's like a pair of pants, or like some cool shades, or like something you didn't know you wanted, but it was very visual. Yeah. It was easy to buy. You just tapped. You're already, you know. So it's a lot. Product, it's a lot. Yeah, different product marketing, product discovery. Yeah. They call product it. Discovery, yeah. Product discovery works quite well on social. And there's things that uh, there are brands that just do amazingly well. Yeah. Um, making a thing that like nobody knew was a thing, but right. oh, my dog totally would love that bandana. Right. You know, or the weird Halloween costume for your cat. You know. Yeah. That's gonna work better on social. Right. And th yeah, there's a lot of those companies that make a product that like, I, I'm just trying to get pump as many of these out in this next month as possible. And yeah. then we'll be, we'll make a different product. Yeah. Or catch a wave, right? It's yeah. like, we saw a lot of that during COVID. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So what else is important when we're thinking about the difference between, you talked about like kind of who the, the audience mm -hmm. is or what they're looking for SEO versus yeah. social. What are their activities? 
Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that's important to consider when we're talking about the differences? Uh, well, the success metrics uh, in search, you're mostly looking for traffic and not just appearing right. in the search results page. Uh, you're trying to attract a visitor and then get that visitor to take an action. Sure. Uh, in social media, you're more likely to pay attention to sort of engagement metrics and just views, likes, comments, shares. Uh, there's a lot of B2C marketers, a lot of social media marketers that don't care that much about traffic. Right. Think about Instagram. Are there links anywhere? I don't know. Is there a, you don't really click on, you don't go somewhere from there. It's you have not to have like 10,000 followers before you can, I think. That, that used to be the rule. Oh, and then I you learned can something. Have a link. I but now <laughs> I found out yesterday that, and this is some basic stuff that probably, you know, it's like you can be on these platforms all day long and still not know everything about them. Uh, but you can add a link to a story. And okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's but some, mostly some there. There. that's not the that's not that's not the reason why people that's yeah. not what people are doing. They're not going on the links and going somewhere nope. else. Yeah. Nope. And, and so and so they're also sort of really getting married to that platform. In in search, you want to build your own content on your own site and own your own domain, and build the credibility of that domain and make it a landing page that converts and grows right. your subscribers. But a lot of social media marketers are just planning to sort of live forever on that platform and they're right. fine with that you know there's like i'm a tiktok or instagram or facebook yeah. marketer and i'm just there all the time yeah like that's they're really married to like a one nice it's a it's like a big tech piggyback play sure i mean the creator economy and that that whole world you sure. know that's yep. that's they're all about whatever YouTubers. that platform is yeah mm -hmm. and it works um but for b2b world I guess unless you're, you're you're pairing up with influencers, which are, there are a lot more influencers now in B two B. Yeah. Um, Maybe even more relevant than B two B versus B two C. You can think of it as just like those high consideration decisions and mm. consultative sales, and there's low consideration decisions, transactional sales, and B two B and B two C both have. There's, yeah. there's examples of each. Sure. Um, I've worked with companies that do like senior housing, and that is B two C, but it is the biggest decision you'll make in your life. Yeah. And there's B2B decisions like ordering a new cable for a camera, like it's B2B, but yeah. you're adding to cart. You don't right, need to right. like read a bunch of articles. This, yeah. yeah, you're the only decision maker and you're deciding before lunch. So high consideration versus low consideration. Yep. When you think about that difference, then you start to see how they have different strategies, you know, different success metrics, uh, you know, different outcomes. There's uh, in B2B, you know, you have things like demand gen, where people just all day long are trying to get someone to download a white paper because they get some data and they're gonna use that in their funnel and there's like, you know, this like, it's like full funnel marketing. Switching gears here, what is a word or a phrase that we should stop using mm. in the workplace? What comes to mind? Utilize. Did you say utilize? I hate that word. Okay, I almost thought you said doodleize. No. I was like, I'm gonna start using it more often. <laughs> utilize, is that like, in, I just don't is something get you hear a lot within specifically Website design and website delivery. No, or? just people, just just wordy people. Mm. I mean, there's no reason. Use is the means the same thing. Use does mean it's a lot. Utilize. That's there's no reason. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, we don't know how many um, got syllables others. that is, but it's a lot. I've got others for you. Solutions. Okay. The only people who use the word solutions are people who are selling something. Mm. I've never. I've done thousands of hours of keyword research in my life. I've never chemists. seen the word solutions. Yeah, maybe chemists if you're a chemist. Use it sometimes. Legit. But, and salespeople. Tech like salespeople, yeah. Technology salespeople and chemists, you know, are using the word solutions. Um, AI is always telling me to use the word unlock. I don't use that yeah. word. I've never like written a headline that said unlock secrets. 
Listen, AI, if you're watching this right now, <laughs> we'd like to train you to stop using unlock. I don't want to use the word unlock. Yeah, stop. Why stop does make it Andy do that? I guess I could give it like a list of like negative words, like don't use these words, but. But you've got to be like just immersed in words like this and whether it's corporate, really corporate jargon is what we're talking about. Uh, it's the worst. Uh, I mean, I, and I think that's what people appreciate about content. Be concise, be direct, be specific, be descriptive. Another thing, I mean, it's, it's good for SEO. No right. one's searching for solutions. Look at your navigation labels. I talked to a company just yesterday. Products, solutions, about, resources, contact. I asked and they couldn't answer, of course. Why do you use the same navigation labels as 100 million other websites? Mm. Isn't differentiation like some, or what about keyword relevance? Or what about, give yeah. me a reason why. Yeah, why are why. they doing that? We should, <laughs> damn it, we gotta change it now. Got it. <laughs> it's weird, right? People do weird things. What do they do? What's, what's it, like just for the about page, like what would you change it to? No, about should be, should be about. Okay, we can use that. We're gonna keep products, using the about. Products should probably just be, well, here's a tip. I mean, that company had two products. Name and the product. Click done, use the name of the product, maybe. Yeah, I mean, make your products the primary navigation, and then put your secondary navigation. Right. They call it the eyebrow now, like the little, like the the smaller yep. higher up. But no, it's a specificity correlates with conversion. Okay. Think about calls to action. Read more, learn more, contact us. Read the verbs on your web page and ask yourself if you couldn't use a more specific, direct right. verb. For sure. Definitely. Um, Annie, thank you so much for being here. Thank this is you. awesome. This is great. Thank you. Oh, fine.